Where are the big life science hubs in the United States? Here is an in-depth overview of life science in Georgia with many essential key facts and exciting stories from the beautiful state of Georgia. My guest in this episode is E. Jane Caraway, Director of Life Science in the Georgia Department of Economic Development. I mean, we're leading the charge. We're way ahead of where the U.S. growth is in life sciences. We're over 150% growth. Uh, the only place that beat Georgia for, for film was Canada. We even came in ahead uh, in, in Films Bay, uh, ahead of Hollywood. I okay, okay, come up with a lot of stupid questions. What did you do with the zombies uh, when they were not filming? <laughs> Coca-Cola. Oh, really? Founded, grew up out of Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. The chemical process was founded here. So they helped work with partnerships and entrepreneurs in the state of Georgia to develop their own solar fields to wow. supply energy to their facilities. So they, I have had the, I have had the pleasure of working with them for about the last five or six years. And it has been fantastic. In this episode, we are talking about life science, vineyards, vampires, and zombies, burning Ingelheim's facilities in Atlanta and Vienna, how life science companies help communities, science in Georgia, starting a life science company in Georgia as an immigrant entrepreneur, and much, much more. The speaker in this episode is E-Jane Caraway. E-Jane is a passionate advocate for company success and community growth and has been with the Georgia Department of Economic Development for over 13 years Her background includes experience across a variety of industries, and she was instrumental in bringing jobs with Facebook, NCR, and Cargill to Georgia. Since 2017, she has served as the Director of Life Sciences and recently worked on projects with companies like Böhringer Ingelheim, Boston Scientific, and IC Biomedical, just to name a few. Her involvement with the life sciences industry extends beyond her role at the state. She's also an active participant and board member of nonprofit development organizations, the Innovation Regional Crescent Partnership and Georgia Bio. I hope you enjoy the show the same way as I did. Jane, it's really, really good to see you again after San Diego. How is your day today? Very good. Thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate this. Uh, it's good to see you too. Uh, seems like San Diego was last week sometimes, you know, it's uh, so much good going on. That's true. Can you imagine? It's, uh, I think it's three months ago already. It was in June. Okay. I cannot believe we are already at the end of September. Uh, this is a year that has flown by, uh, you know, true. I know coming off a pandemic and and people being able to get back together and uh, it, it's an exciting year. Uh, Speaking about the pandemic, I have one question at the start. How, how is life in, in Georgia these days? Do you, do you feel anything? No, everything is going very, very well in Georgia. We have been extremely, continue to be extremely uh, busy with projects and, and, and as you'll hear and as we'll talk, I mean, our, in measuring our life science growth year over year, even from last year until now, I mean, we're leading the charge. We're way ahead of where the U.S. growth is in life sciences. We're over 150% growth in jobs uh, in life sciences arena. So it's very exciting. That's great. I was so happy to meet you in San Diego. Let me give you a little bit about, about the background. Before I flew to San Diego, when someone asked me about life science in the United States, I gave my usual answers and uh, this was very ignorant. Uh, if you want to know more about life science, fly to Boston and fly to San Francisco. These are the two hubs. And basically, I just noticed two hubs because uh, friends of mine uh, became successful in these areas. And when I came to San Diego, I mean, I should have known that there is not only Boston and San Francisco, because when the bio is in San Diego, it means there must yeah. be something in the farm industry. And then I walked into the hall and then I saw a lot of ecosystems. And uh, one of the most beautiful booths uh, in this area was uh, the booth of Georgia, where we had the conversation. And I'm so happy that you explained to me that is, there is much more going on in the United States uh, in life science that I thought... 
uh, let's bring the news to my audience. Maybe there are also other people like me who didn't know much about it. And let's educate them a little bit on Georgia. And let me ask you the first question to frame the episode. Can you tell the audience a bit of your background? Where are you coming from? I, I, I sure am. Uh, I am. Um, I am the director of life sciences for the state of Georgia Economic Development Group. Uh, I have been doing economic development for decades, uh, and anyone won't say how many. Uh, but I've had the pleasure of working for the state of Georgia uh, since 2009, and then specifically leading their life sciences charge since 2007, 16, 17, that time frame. Uh, Georgia is the hub of the southeast. Uh, we are a uh, home to Delta, home to UPS, home to a lot of Fortune uh, 100s that you would know, and we'll talk a little bit more mm -hmm. about that later. Um, but we uh, we draw from all of the Southeast. We are logistically positioned where we sit in Georgia. I mean, your your two days drive or a two hour flight from 80% of the U.S. population. So we are in a real good good position. Plus, we're quite innovative. Uh, we continue to be a great state to to live, work, and play. That's great. It's two hours to almost uh, to 80% of the United States. It's amazing. A flight, a two-hour yeah. flight to 80% of the population in the U.S. So it looks that's like one of the reasons we've been successful in a lot of things logistics-wise. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we, we, we are served in downtown Atlanta, by three major interstates that come together there. Of course, our ports is the fastest growing port uh, mm -hmm. in the U.S. right now, continues to grow out of Savannah. Uh, a lot of money and effort been put into that. Uh, but then we have the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, which is the most traveled and the most efficient airport, um, continually year over year awarded. So great partners. That's, that's true. I hope the... Uh airline industry is coming back to the pre-pandemic levels of, of support. I remember the trip to San Diego and it was sometimes really challenging because there are still disruptions and I think there is not enough personnel um, in that area. It's good to hear that the Georgia airport has already uh, come back to, to normal life. Uh, I would really love to fly to Georgia. Let's, let's start uh, talking a little bit about uh, the tourist side of Georgia. What would you recommend me Oh, my goodness. Now, this is fun. Uh, so we have a little bit of everything uh, hmm. from the mountains to the beach. We have, you know, vineyards. We have I have a canyon. Really? Uh, win vineyards? Pardon? You have vineyards in Georgia? Yes, we That's do great. in North Georgia. That's great. That's great. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then we have a small town called Helen, which is where the Oktoberfest and, and its heavy German influence is going on right now. Uh, so it, it, it's very exciting, some of those things going on. But we also have the beaches and we have history uh, that is all around. So, it, I mean, we have museums um, right now going on in in some of our areas is, is not only the Van Gogh, but a new uh, innovative thing that is coming along where you can interact. And it's based on the Harry Potter series. So it's kind of a fun interaction. The uh, Georgia Aquarium. Uh, is a beautiful thing to see. Mm -hmm. But like I said, you can go to the mountains and you can go to the beach. You can go to a canyon. There are hiking trails. There are a huge amount of state parks that we we maintain as a state. And I mean, you can visit those parks. You can stay in those parks. It's a beautiful thing to see. And we've seen a lot of increase, especially during pandemic and everybody wasn't traveling as much, you know, but our state parks saw increased usage. Uh, from uh, more our Georgia citizens that people just had not gotten out and done that. So a lot of hiking trails too. That's that's great. You were speaking about Harry Potter. I was uh, while I was doing the research for this episode. I also thought the film industry is only in Hollywood in the United States. So it's uh, I think the, the thing that everybody knows outside the United States. And then, but correct me if I'm wrong. Then I read that. Uh, The second biggest or even similar for similar size is Georgia, that there's a lot of film and industry going on in Georgia. Uh, is that true? Actually, last year, uh, the only place that beat Georgia for, for film was the country of Canada. 
Canada. We even came, we even came in ahead uh, in, in films made uh, ahead of Hollywood and money spent. Really? really? Georgia. And it is a huge and growing the film industry here. Part of that is because we are so diverse not only in our population, and they can get people to to act in those movies, uh, but also we are, you know, our, our they can get backdrops of basically anything. So you can get the ocean, you can get the mountains, you can get a farm, you can get a vineyard, you can get antebellum and old home, beautiful homes, you can get old schools, you can get old churches, you can get a little bit of everything for them to be able to use here. Plus, our production facilities have been growing exponentially. You know, so we actually have a number of production facilities, just have added a fourth one, fourth large one this Mm. year. And if you'll listen close in the next few weeks, you'll be hearing another announcement coming out relative to some production of film uh, in in the state of Georgia. And it's a it's a partnership. It's a beautiful one. We offer some incentives, but it's creating jobs for Georgians that, you know, uh, that has been the big plus. For a lot of folks, everything from building the sets to acting in, in the careers, but to learning the film industry, too. And we've got a film school uh, mm-hmm. with our, our local colleges uh, where we're training. And now we've started a writing school. Uh, so it's really? pretty exciting. Is there is there a special spot in Georgia for filming uh, for tourists so that uh, sets, for example, that tourists can uh, can go to to see the, the famous movie sets? There are several, and there and there are several companies who who will actually tour you across the entire state. And then where um, Walking Dead was a big one series that filmed here. This was and in Georgia. To, pardon? The Walking Dead was in Georgia. Yes. Oh. As a matter of fact, a within a few miles of where I lived uh, was where the main set was for all of this. But if you go to that community, you can can uh, walk around and get a tour of a lot of where the things were filmed, but you can do it on your own or you can do it as a guided tour, you know, and you go into the houses and you can see everything that's done. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. And it's not just for that one. It's for a number of others. I can can come up with a lot of stupid questions. What did you do with the zombies uh, when they were not filming? (laughs) (laughs) So that's been an interesting thing around it. And and I'll tell you an anecdotal story. So in that town where it was filmed, there is a, Uh, an organization that is actually a a pretty good-sized manufacturing organization. And they were recruiting someone to run that facility from out of state to come in. And so that little tiny town was normal, you know, during during most of the time. He came in Hmm. and, and looked around. He knew he was getting an offer. So he brought his wife back about a week later. Well, they went and and checked into the hotel. She kept the car. He went on, went to the place, and she was going to come by. When she came through the town, they had turned it into the zombie village. So it looked horrible. I mean, you know, you can see the, the ghost buildings, everything torn down. She turned around and went back to the hotel, and she was reaching out to him going, we're not moving here. What in the world have you brought me into? And he could, she couldn't get a hold of him. The person at the hotel said, look, they're filming. It doesn't look like that all the time. Over there. <laughs> but he almost did not stay because of that, that setup. Um, but I mean, the, those folks that are that have been a part of that and that production mm-hmm. of zombies and a lot of those who the major actors continue to be and live, live in Georgia and are doing other projects here now, too. That's so. great. I mean, the I didn't know that the um, the walking the, the the series was shot in Georgia. The the countryside was really beautiful in the series. I really loved it. I always thought, where is it? Um, well, it's actually Atlanta is our is our capital and our our major hub, mm-hmm. and it's less than a 30, 45 minute drive where a majority of that was filmed. Um, you know, and it's just outside of Georgia. Uh, and, and the small town is called Sonoya, where most of it was filmed. Okay. So, but but Vampire Diaries was also filmed in uh, an, another community uh, that is about thirty minutes to the east um, in a town called Covington. And so, you, and there's an there's an awful lot a new production facility that's gone in there. So an awful lot's going on there too. Right. So you you have the zombies and the vampires in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but I mean, there, I mean, there are a lot of other movies and such that have been Mm -hmm. been filmed in Georgia and and continue to be filmed as well as, uh, you know, TV production facilities and all. Tyler Perry has a a huge studio here. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of his movies are made here and have been made here. You know, he was, he was one of the early folks in film in Georgia. That's great. That's great. Let's uh, move a little bit away from, from the movie industry sports. Uh, I mean, when I flew to San Diego for the very first time in my life, I watched a baseball game and I never understood why there is such a hype in the United States when it comes to baseball on uh, the te- on television. It looks quite boring. So, but when I was in the stadium, it was very exciting. It was amazing. And it was <laughs> next time when I fly to the United States, I'm definitely watching another baseball game. I really loved that sport after the first time that I saw it in real life. What, uh, sports are famous or what is Georgia famous for in sports? Well, we uh, our Atlanta Braves were Mm -hmm. the uh, champions last year uh, and have just as of last night made it into postseason playoffs again this year. So um, that, you know, the Atlanta Braves is kind of the southeast baseball team. Uh, it's one of the first baseball teams that existed in the Southeast and has a following from all the surrounding states that feed into to the Atlanta area. Uh, so that's that's a main sport for us. But we also have the Atlanta Falcons, which is our American football team. Mm. And then we have new to us is a sort of new and is the Atlanta United, which is our soccer team. Really interesting, though, the people, I mean, that is a stadium that is full every single time. Uh, and it's, it's you know, it's surprised everybody in the league that we are so interested in soccer. But we've had soccer teams in and around. So that's a, another one. Of course, football in the Southeast is, um, I mean, it's something that everybody does. And, and, and it's college football is something that everybody gets excited about. And our University of Georgia, uh, was also the national champion in that this past year too. So we're doing pretty well in sports. Um, but those are some of the main ones. We do, you know, of course we have the other sports that are more personal sports. Um, we have golf tournament. We have this little golf tournament called the Masters uh, that's probably seen around the world that exists in, in Augusta uh, and has been around for many, many years. It's a beautiful facility. It is, um, you know, it, it draws the best of the best. But we now have the uh, Federal Cup, which is played also at East Lake, which is another privately owned course that exists. Uh, and so we just saw those that two weeks ago, I think, when we had that here at sponsored by PepsiCo. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, there's tennis and there's an awful lot of tennis facilities around. Um, there's yeah, a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I think us and a and number of folks are coming up with the pickleball. And I don't know if you guys play pickleball. No, but what is um, this? The, so pickleball has become a individual sport, and I would compare it. I don't play. I have played, but I don't play uh, on a regular basis. But communities are building pickleball courts. It's an It's not as hard as tennis, but it's similar to tennis and uh, what it's played. It's, I, I say it's tennis, badminton combined. You know, uh, but it, but that's another sport that's. I think you'll see continue to grow, especially in the southeast. I have to look it up on the internet after after <laughs> our conversation. Uh, you mentioned well, we're quite proud of our Braves and quite, well, we're proud of all of our teams. But I will tell you, we have just been selected. Also, um, the Atlanta area works very really hard, and our Metro Atlanta Chamber, which is a partner to us, has a sports council. And they have just announced that they have won the possibility of the soccer tournament, the next soccer tournaments that are coming up uh, in 2026. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty exciting, the part that's going to be in the U.S. So we're looking what? forward to that. I mean, I was surprised to hear uh, soccer still associate the United States with, uh, of course, American football, um, baseball, basketball, hockey. But why, what are the reasons behind soccer? I've always thought soccer is more in Latin America, South America, Europe. I will tell you my perspective why and what we are hearing is why. So growing up, we did not play soccer in school. That was not one of the sports that we played, but my children did. 
mm-hmm. and grew up playing soccer and loving soccer. And so that whole generation that has now come up on soccer is at an age where they're interested in seeing soccer played and continues to grow. And there are leagues that we have around town, you know, several adult leagues that play, um, but all those have gotten together and were interested. And so our, uh, you know, our folks that are interested in, in sports uh, reached out, worked on it, brought together a team uh, and are funding it. You know? then, I'm, then I'm pretty sure that one of the next world champions will be champions will be the United States, given the entrepreneurship spirit in the United States. I believe you will just rock the game. <laughs> Well, I will. I will tell you when you know when when uh, we looked at that franchise, and and, and I say we, I, the the leadership um, in Atlanta looked at that franchise, and they actually were looking at. They didn't think that we would be able to do it with soccer, and the first event filled the stadium to overflowing. Really? And they said, "How do you do this?" And then it's it's simply the interest in seeing it play and enjoying soccer, you know. That's just really great to hear. That's great to hear. So we have uh, another commonality then between Europe and the United States. It's soccer. <laughs> we do. We do. Let's. Uh, we, uh, I was mentioning entrepreneurship, um, and you mentioned before sponsorship of PepsiCo. And the question that popped up in my mind back a uh, few minutes ago: What leading industries are in Georgia? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Well, several that you would know. Um, Coca-Cola. Oh, really? Founded, grew up out of Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. The chemical process was founded here. There, Coca-Cola is headquartered just down the road from where my office is here now. Um, so they, they're a huge As you can imagine, Delta Airlines is also Mm -hmm. uh, headquartered here. They started as a crop dusting facility at one point, and then they got into delivering mail and and, and those kind of things. So they have grown, and, uh, of course, they're a huge airline that is out of here. Uh, You will – other industry you'll see is NCR. I don't know if you're familiar with NCR, uh, but they make most of the cash registers – uh, and, and such that are in stores, um, any of those kind of things at that point of pay. Uh, they are a large company and they they have a huge presence and in, in headquarters in the state of Georgia. Um, we have a large presence with Facebook, um, Facebook. in Georgia and, and they, uh, they actually have located and have uh, over a million square feet uh, in the state of Georgia and continuing to grow. Uh, pretty exciting. They they saw what was happening in the southeast, knew they needed the presence, and and their exci- excitement in working with them is they have gotten to a point where they are already sustainable using sustainable energy 100%. So they helped work with partnerships and entrepreneurs in the state of Georgia to develop their own solar fields to wow. supply energy to their facilities. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, it, you know, and that's what you're going to hear about Georgia, too. I mean, that, and you'll hear it throughout. It's a collaboration between public, private, and the entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. you know. And, and our, our government is easy to work with. I mean, we continually get a number one for the easiest state to do business with. You know, our cost of business is doing low. We want people to succeed. And we want to be your partner and get out of your way. We want to help you get there. In any way we can, but we must stay out of the way. Let's and, not you know. let's not talk about bureaucracy. I'm in Europe, <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'll mention another one that you may have heard too is is a company called Boringer Ingelheim. Mm. They have a huge presence in Germany and in France and such. We uh, a few years back located their animal health science uh, headquarters in the Atlanta area. 
Oh, really? They also have oh. facilities that are are north of Atlanta, uh, in uh, two or three different communities. But they are uh, they continue. They're the gift that keeps on giving. They continue to grow. Uh, they have just had another couple of announcements that have come out of there that they're going to grow more. They are a great partner with our universities, but they also are a great partner in our our bio uh, sciences community, if you will. I won't mm. call it an ecosystem. It's a community because we all work together. So they they volunteer and work with us on several boards. And and they also do a, st- a great mentoring program with students. So. There's another commonality then between Vienna, the city that I live, and uh, Georgia. You mentioned Beringer. Beringer is also one of the cornerstones of the life science industry here in Vienna. Yes. Yes. You, got have, you have a relatively new building they built in, in Vienna. Oh, they're investing heavily in this area. This is really yes. great. And it's good to hear that uh, there's also a lot going on in Georgia and that Boeing is very active in Georgia as well. They're a fantastic company and they're a pleasure to work with. And, and uh, you know, I, I mean, they, I mean they, they're huge um, around the world and we're, we're pleased to have them as a piece of our, our yes, group. Especially the leadership, the employees are very kind. It's always a pleasure talking to them. So it's really, really fun doing business together. So they, I have had the I have had the pleasure of working with them for about the last five or six years, and it has been fantastic. Uh, every you know in, encounter, and 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 they participated with us on some things, and that we could not have accomplished otherwise. So we appreciate that. Mm. So Beringer is a good hook point to to lead the conversation how to life science. It was really thank you very much for this excellent overview about what's going on in Georgia. I'm going to give and, you a couple more names just to name sure, drop a little bit sure. more. So Home Depot that may mean something to ah, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they are headquartered here, grown out of here. There is an insurance company called Aflac. I don't know how big they are in Europe, but there's a duck that represents them. So you probably have seen a lot of that. And then finally, I would be remiss, and it is a life sciences working with us company too, is UPS. And UPS is one of, they handle an awful lot and they have their own life sciences division, um, but they are headquartered and are a strong partner here too. Yeah, UPS I think wasn't this in this series UPS uh, King of Queens? Um, this was an eighty series. I think it was wasn't here UPS driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know that UPS is in Georgia headquartered. It is Georgia headquarters. Georgia grown. Uh, we're very proud of the, the the work that they do and and that they continue to do uh, mm. and, and partner with us in a number of different you know. There are so many needs that are related to life sciences and global health around the world and with large partners, and we'll talk some more about it, but like the Delta and like, and like um, UPS, we're able to help people around the globe, you know, yeah. get product that they need immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I learned uh, during the pandemic with the lockdowns, I learned how important companies like UPS are to deliver the goods to the doorstep. I think, uh Without them, I think it would have been really a difficult time. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Now, logistics are important. And also, I think UPS is doing a lot with the farm industry. So they're also organizing a lot of uh, transportations, um, special transportations for farmer. They are. They absolutely, they have, they, I mean, I, you know, I could tell you a million tales that those guys have told me about, you know, ha- picking up and carrying something that, had, you know, had to be there, you know, in hours, you know, and running that trail and, and dropping it off, drop points to be able to get it there. Uh, a lot of medicines that, that, you know, you don't think about this because we talk about so much of what's prescribed and what's over the counter and what's readily available. But a large portion of, of medicine today is personalized. Mm. I mean, it's it's your your blood cells being treated to come back to you to be implanted. And they have a huge part of that, as does Delta. I mean, they have you know cold chain and being able to walk it through there and keep it at the appropriate te- temperature. Both of them are big partners in doing those kind of things, getting it there, getting it there on time. Um, pretty exciting. So it's the perfect environment for life science companies, for R and D companies. Then let's uh, move the conversation now to the to the life science part. Okay. Uh, what's going on in, in life science in Georgia? So I mentioned that we have seen 150% uh, 
growth in our job creation uh, over the last year. Now that's well ahead of the national average, but we had seen you know 147 percent, 117 percent year over year that life science keep growing. And part of that is because of our colleges and universities, and I've just mentioned a few, but if you look at, I mentioned UGA, University of Georgia, and they are very strong in animal science, although mm. they do have a medical college, they do have a veterinary college, they do have a huge bioscience and pharma, and they partner and have just announced an innovation center that is partially being helped by Boringer Ingelheim, uh, that is there. So there's a whole lot of Research comes out of University of Georgia, then Georgia Tech, um, which is, you know, always number one or number two in medical device and innovation um, that they continue to grow. And they're known globally. Uh, They have small campus satellites around the world. Um, They have a medical device college of engineering that they do in conjunction with Emory University, which is a private university, but also well known in the life sciences arena. Uh, and they do things like cell therapy. Uh, they're doing some proton therapy and, um, you know, everything from wearables to vaccines to a little bit of everything else. Uh, also, cryobanking is a, is a growing piece. We have a company called Alcon, uh, mm-hmm. and Alcon is um, contact lens, and, and they're known globally. Uh, and they actually, we, we're going to say they make vision apparatus. You know, they have been growing and continue to grow. Here, so you know, so we do it a little bit of everything, from the cell therapy, um, you know, to contact lenses, to imaging devices, with, with GE and Philips and some of those others. So, um, and then we also do the um, medical records mm. and the um, IT that's involved with that, and the software that's involved in your medical devices. So, I mean, it, it's it's pretty exciting. We actually the there's a group called HIMS, which is an international Health Information Management Systems Group started out of Georgia Tech many, many years ago in uh, tracking that. And they it's still, we are one of the top in, in medical records manufacture, maintenance manufacturing places that exist. You know, so, I mean, it's pretty exciting when you start to think about it. But we also have a, an organization, we have Georgia State University, which their R&D dollars that they received last year were higher than any other college and university in the state of Georgia. Uh, so they are they are heavily involved. They are, we are also quite diverse. Uh, and so they graduate more minority undergraduates. They have a college of nursing, they have our research and development. Uh, but we also have our historic black colleges and universities that we have three of them that uh, exist in the in metro area of Georgia. Uh, but they also have a medical school. Uh, and then there's a, a, a research area over there. So, I, you know, and then we have a medical college in Augusta and then one in Columbus. Sounds so like I could, it. Yeah, I could, I could talk forever about all the good things that we have going on. <laughs> and, and that's the reason that plus, uh, you know, the support and the collaboration that the community of life science companies and, and, and business and industry and our nonprofits and and all working together is what brings all this about. Sounds like a very vibrant ecosystem uh, in Georgia. It is. You're a fantastic storyteller. So I would like to ask a question. Can you tell stories about the impact of the life science companies in your community? Um, I can probably tell a whole bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I will share with you a, um, there's a company called Takeda mm-hmm. and Takeda, um, and this is not my story, but it's a story that, uh, at the first groundbreaking I ever cried and I've been doing this for years. Um, but Takeda is a, a, a specialty, um, rare, rare diseases, rare blood diseases. Um, they actually have a huge facility here. Now they were Baxter, Baxalta bought. Shire Ball, then they became Takeda. Um, so they uh, do rare blood diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, this lady that is a part of their, their group has four children. Her four children, her first child came down with rare blood disease and she mm-hmm. did, I mean, they couldn't figure it out. 
couldn't figure out why, couldn't figure out how to treat. The child almost died several times. Um, but she started working with Takeda. And they came up with a solution for that. And then she got pregnant with the second one. Now, the doctors had told her that it was so rare that her and her husband, that it couldn't happen again. It did. A different rare blood disease. Many years working with Takeda, came up with a solution that's individualized for that person. They had two more. Both had a rare blood disease. Completely different rare blood disease. But that's what Takeda does. They can't come up with that solution. And Takeda has not only the manufacturing facility here, but they have collection facilities that are around the state that collect blood and plasma uh, that they have worked through this process and be able to. And part of the reason they're here is one, they serve the Southeast. You know, that product has to be delivered quickly. Mm. It's heavily specialized. Um, and it, I mean, it's life or death for those patients that they are treating. Um, now, having said all that, Takeda is a great partner to work with too. And they also are working in the schools and they're helping with the schools and, and they have done a number of different things during this pandemic to make sure it was easy for their employees to go to work, but it was also easy for that community where they are, for the other you know, people that live there to be able to continue to function. That's that's one that kind of gets to me every time, just a little bit. Uh, so, but all but all kids are alive and are healthy now. Pardon? So, the, I'm sorry? The, so Takeda solved the the disease for the kids. So the kids absolutely, are, so. absolutely, and they and and they, I mean, they create a spit, and it's it's an ongoing thing because mm -hmm. it's a rare blood disease, but it's not there's not a solving to it, but there is an answer to make their lives good. Super. That's that's a piece of that. Um, you know, I mean, I could, I, I will tell you, uh, Boston Scientific has mm. recently announced they had purchased a company that was here a few years ago, but they have just recently announced here an, another big project. Um, so I mentioned to you that I had a little uh, event earlier that, uh, since we had seen each other mm. that I had to spend some time in, in um, the hospital. And so they sent me home with a Boston Scientific uh, piece of equipment. Uh, to be able to just to do the monitoring and, and those kind of things. And it was really kind of interesting because we worked on a project at the time uh, with them. Uh, but um, I had a conversation at the hospital with someone about Boston Scientific and the piece of apparatus that they had mm -hmm. and had had been able to use and how it had saved the lives of so many patients uh, that are a piece of that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I could... I'll tell you another one that I know. I, I don't have so many for myself, but um, uh, we talked about the UPS and the, and the deltas and 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 getting you know life saving things around. Um, do you remember back a few years ago when we had the Ebola Ebola back uh, breakout? Yeah, yeah. So for many years, Emory University had been working with CDC, and CDC is located headquartered in Georgia. Uh, They had been working with Emory on a um, something in case those communicable diseases got to their employees. Now they had been in waiting for 12, 14 years, just trying to be ready for in case something happened. Well, it happened. Mm -hmm. uh, they had um, four employees of CDC uh, in West Africa, and they got Ebola. So now this is all. This is Georgia for you. Okay, so. Emory's ready with that piece. There is a um, aerospace company called Gulfstream, mm -hmm. and they produce a lot of planes for um, folks who, you know, that that travel around the world. They're usually individual planes, but they are, you know, it may be for an organization. It may be for a Saudi prince. It may be something like that. They outfitted a plane to like a treatment facility, flew that Georgia-made plane with Emory folks, into West Africa and brought that person back here. And, it, and, and as, as was all over the news, that person was treated for Ebola and cured here in Georgia. Sure. That's pretty exciting to me. So that's Georgia from beginning to end. Not only the therapy that they used to, to treat the person and cure the, the person, um, but the, all, and all the methods, 
Um, but the organizations that that went and got him and that he came back to uh, all came out of Georgia. It's really it's really great that you mentioned these stories. I think when we talk about companies, um, we often tend to just see the organization. So it's a name somewhere. It's a, it's a public company. It's a name in the newspapers. But I think we often forget that there are people working in these companies that are solving real life problems. And without these organizations, uh, a lot of solutions would not exist. So it's really uh, great to hear the way you tell these stories. It makes uh, the organizations uh, much more relatable. I have the best job in the world because I get to work with these companies and mm -hmm. these folks who are that know how to do this. But their mission, bar none, it's not just a job for any of these folks that are in biopharma or in the medical devices. It's patient first. Yeah. With every single one of them. And, and, you know, sometimes they get a bad rap. The big pharmas get a bad rap. Well, that's not true. I can tell you personally in walking through these buildings and talking with these folks and working with this, it's patients first. Yeah, and they dedicate their whole life to that. I mean, you also know scientists in research organizations. So from the whole value chain, you have the beginning at the universities, research organizations where people basically lock themselves up 24-7 in laboratories working on solving problems. For example, SARS-CoV-2, I mean, uh, Moderna, BioNTech, Pfizer did an amazing job to come up. I mean, it's unbelievable. In less than one year with a vaccine. Yeah. It, it, and it's and we and we had some companies. Geovax is one mm. who were working with uh, some of these other companies to come up with the, the answers. So, I mean, it's exciting to me to know the research that's going on, uh, not only in the things that we've just talked about, but whether it be in in finding a, a solution for sickle cell anemia, you know, or or finding a a, a you know, one for cancer. But we've got one organization. That, it, that grew out of um, Georgia Tech mm. um, and that they actually make skin grafts um, that are kind of self-healing. He, self mm. Johnson & Johnson has a facility here that the sutures are medicated sutures and it's the oldest building in the Johnson & Johnson line, you know, that they, that they have, um, but they are, you know, medicated sutures. So they're able to to handle those kind of things, those skin grafts. So imagine if you get, you know, let's say you get diabetes and many times there's a problem with foot, a foot for that. Mm -hmm. Well, the skin graft that they can do and that they have create have created, you know, those, and it, it, they have to heal from the inside out. And it takes a lot longer with that kind of a method versus the, the proprietary skin graft that this organization has come up with and is able to cure those kind of things helps on burns helps on a number of you know uh, osteoporosis bruises etc you know i mean it's exciting to me to see what all is coming out and i know that there's more and more that lab space to watch the colleges and universities and i mean we have a group that many years ago our public private in the state said we want to you know, pay more attention to who our dedicated scientists are because we knew we had the innovation. So it's Georgia Research Alliance and it's public-private money that funds the Georgia Research Alliance, which brings in eminent scholars with the thought Great. of bringing that research with them. Uh, so we have done very well with, with that and some pretty exciting things coming out from that too. Not a, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot's developed in the last uh, two to three decades. I'm always amazed. I'm now 48, and uh, I think at some point in time, everybody gets one or the other disease or illness. And pharma and life science uh, definitely provide solutions for that to improve the quality of life. Uh, even when they can't heal the disease, they still have solutions in place to to improve life quality. And speaking about life science companies, let's uh, walk a little company through and just assume that uh, European scientists or life science company would like to expand to the United States and would also like to evaluate Georgia. And I think usually we have a few problems. So one is finding personnel. 
The other one is finding lab space, which is uh, usually very scarce in the world, especially here in Vienna, even though Berlinger invests a lot of capital and the government and the city of Vienna invests as well. But there is so huge progress here in the area that lab space usually is scarce. And then we have funding, funding. So where does the money come from, from venture capitalists, from public funds? Can we walk through these three problems briefly and uh, tell a little bit stories about uh, the personnel situation for life science companies in Georgia, the funding for life science companies in Georgia and lab space? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Okay, yes, we can. Uh, let's let's start with the workforce. Um, our college and universities uh, graduate over 300,000 people a year. Uh, our, we have over 2,000 life science companies that exist currently. Each of our colleges and universities has programs in biosciences, in chemistry, and chemical engineering. Um, but what we have also done is uh, our technical college system uh, also has a, a life science track now. And some of those, as you know, some of those jobs don't require a four-year degree that are in, in life sciences. They may require two, and then they add on. So we have one of those in each one of our um, technical colleges, which there is a technical college within an hour of everybody that lives in the state of Georgia. So we've got it close by. We have a dedicated life sciences training center to work with companies when they come here to train those folks you know, the way they want to be trained. And that's paid for by the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, but we also now, in the last two years, has the state has given money to uh, through the Department of Education, and it is a public-private partnership with an organization called Georgia BioEd um, that we are now teaching teachers down to a sixth-grade level what the jobs are going to be like and how to teach them life sciences real life sciences, practical um, information. And to support that, we as uh, we as uh, life science companies are donating, you know, like microscopes, anything that they need in that classroom. We have a warehouse that we're about to outgrow from people who have been donating mm -hmm. um, to us. And so it's free to the those high schools, junior highs, whatever they are, to come and see. So we have, the state of Georgia has put money behind training that workforce. You know, we are, uh, we have a, we feel like we have got a good core, but we continue to grow because what we know is like with everything, probably the people you're going to look at hiring as you continue to grow are in the sixth grade right now. So if we have a chance to capture that interest, and people understand what those jobs are and that interest. And, you know, other than just I'm going to be a lab person, you know, but what else exists, you know, as we've talked about some of these curing a disease, being able to, to, to make create a medical device that is, you know, very exciting. So um, those are some of the things in workforce that we are doing as well as we'll, you know, we'll work with you to help find the right people. Uh, there are a number of programs that we have that are workforce related and can help you find those those things. Um, labs. Labs is a universal problem right now <laughs> and having enough lab space. Uh, you know, and we but what we have noticed and we are stepping up to that point, we have some lab space that has grown out at each of our colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. But just 
a few weeks ago, I was uh, had the pleasure of being at one that we we're working with just across the road from where I, my office sits in downtown Atlanta, uh, adjacent to the Georgia Tech campus. But it's with Georgia Tech's foundation and Trammell Crow. And then there are other private and public partners that are a piece of this. And they are building a huge facility that is going to be commercial lab space. There's mm-hmm. going to be some residential as a piece of it. There's also going to be some, you know, some some other commercial that, that's a part of that. That's going on just nearby. And we're calling that Science Square because we already have some research and development going on in that area. But that'll be a huge lab space, as well as we're going to have a science tower, which is a dedication for lab space, um, bioscience companies to come together and work part time, full time, however they need to be a conference center, et cetera, downtown in Atlanta. Um, there is lab space being built. I, I passed two or three different ones this morning. So we're underway with that. But to come along with that lab space is the need for that funding that you talked about. And how do we grow mm-hmm. that funding? Well, one of the folks who is coming, there's a company called Portal. And Portal has just established a presence in Georgia. Portal works with, and they they are folks who work in the life sciences, Fortune 100 companies. They realize that there's a challenge in that getting them started good, you know. So they have come and are going to be a part of this new building. Actually, they've got space currently in in my building here, but they bring along with that the scientists to help them grow, not only the, the intellectual piece of it, but people who will fund that that too at a variety of different levels. Now we have noticed that our venture capital uh, and coming from the West Coast, and you mentioned, you know, we know life sciences is is uh, you know East and West Coast. Uh, we jokingly say that's because they came across the ocean and got to one of them first. Uh, but I spent last week in Boston and talking to Boston companies, talking to entrepreneurs, talking to those who are interested in in Atlanta and doing business in Atlanta. That's a growing piece of that venture capitalist uh, piece, but our colleges and universities are funding pieces of it. Our Georgia Research Alliance is funding to some degree, some of that. There's a lot of private dollars that they don't want to tell you who they are, but I just call them the bioscience funders that exist in and around that'll look at a little bit of everything and step in to help at a variety of different levels, okay? And then we have uh, uh, some some of our, our banking interests that are here have, are showing a growing interest in working with some startups. So, but we have um, what we call ATDC, which is um, out of the Georgia Tech. And it is a, um, it, it's basically a um, startup center. Um, and they help you get started figure out what you're supposed to do, your plan, et cetera. We have a place that does nothing but medical device and work with medical devices. Uh, that too is out of a college and university, but they'll work with a little bit of everybody. But they also do work for the FDA. So they understand what it means. Which you have to <laughs> that's, go through that's important. To, to be able to get to that process. So you don't just come from, uh, don't just come from another country or come from another state anywhere and just say, okay, I've got an office now. What do I do? We've got the people, you know, Georgia, we say our, our department is a one-stop shop. You know, you call EJ and I'm calling in the troops. Uh, basically, we have a great relationship and we and that's why we have over the years been rated number one uh, as the best state to do business, low cost of doing business. But it's because, you know, our people like to help each other. And so if it's something that you need from Delta or it's something you need from us to be able to uh, connect you uh, um, with our air emissions or our any of those kind of things, we, we can do that for you. Let me ask you one question. When my US-based business partners always tell me, Christian, I know you as an Austrian with German roots, you like to present facts, but you need to tell stories. You need to tell stories about people, about real life events, so that uh, your audience can relate to that. Okay. Uh, may I challenge you with a question um, to what you said, to the infrastructure, the workforce, and the investment scene in Georgia? Can you 
tell a real life story about a not big pharma company that made it in Georgia? Is there a, an example, a startup example in the life science area that people can relate to? Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Uh, I, I, uh, oh. <laughs> thank you for challenging me. Okay. So there's, there's a, there's a couple. Um, so the one I mentioned with the, uh, is a company called my Medics, mm. and they are the, the company that I mentioned that was, uh, born out of Georgia tech. Uh, they are now, they're the ones producing the, um, skin grafts and, and those kind of things. And that grew here. Uh, and is continuing to grow here, and it's quite innovative, uh, is one. Um, there is an, another one called um, Aruna, uh, and they are a, a, a pharma company. There is another one that is called Pain Care Labs. Mm -hmm. Now, you may not have ever heard of Pain Care Labs, but you likely have seen a, 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 a medical device called a Buzzy, and it's all over Facebook and it's all over LinkedIn and it's been on our Shark Tank a piece of it. It's all over Europe. It's all over. But what it does, and it was created by a, 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 a physician, uh, a pediatric physician for her son who was having trouble taking shots. Mm -hmm. And it just made him nervous and he didn't know what to do, you know, and how to do that. So this, it looks like a bee. What she's created looks like a bee, and it, uh, it's it got a vibration. I don't know all the science to it, but it's a neuroscience that not only does the bee distract, but the pain does not, they don't feel a pain of a shot. Now, that was a great piece, but now she's gone on to develop another part of that that can handle uh, arthritis, pain, and and such, I mean, for your knee and for a little bit of everything else, but it's called Pain Care Labs. So they are growing exponentially uh, as a piece of that. And then the final story I want to tell you is um, a story about Bill Fogey. Now that name may ring a bell to some folks. He used to be over CDC many years ago, uh, but he is a Georgia, uh, not a native, but has has we claim him as a native because he's been part of Georgia for so long. So he actually is being honored this week um, because he's worked so tirelessly for all things Georgia and innovation, but he worked in the, on the eradication of smallpox. Mm -hmm. And he is known for the gentleman who did that. Now he is, um, so around the globe, you know, smallpox was a huge problem. He did the research here. He developed the product here. He initiated the treatment here. Then he worked for CDC. And then he, he's, he's been back and did many years of volunteer work. As a matter of fact, MAP International, and I don't know if you've heard, that's a, that's a not-for-profit organization that um, is headquartered in Georgia. And he mm -hmm. was a help starting that up uh, and, with, and headed up the CDC Foundation for a long time. Um, and they get these drugs around the world to impoverished areas. Uh, and, and, you know, so he has been a piece of that. So there's, that's, that's another one. Amazing stories. Amazing stories. Let's, let's assume further that uh, a European entrepreneur um, wants, uh, thinks about opening um, a subsidiary in the United States and uh, on, on his shortlist or her shortlist are Boston, in Boston, it's, it's close to Europe, then San Francisco, surfing in California, and uh, 
He's also thinking about Georgia since he learns that there is a great film industry, that you have zombies and vampires and a rich background in life science and pharma. Uh, can you make a case why Georgia? What is, uh, except the other parts, what, what is the, what are the reasons that you would recommend to this person to come to Georgia? We talked about this a minute ago, not only logistics that they can get around the globe and, you know, we fly to 139 countries every single day out of the airport here. So you can get back home if you need to go back home uh, soon. But you also cover 80% of the U.S. population, mm. uh, either a two-day truck drive or a two-hour flight. Uh, so your product can get anywhere easily. We are a very low cost of doing business uh, state. You know, we uh, it, it's easy to do business with us. Uh, it's e it's a lower cost of living, uh, lower taxes. Uh, there are job tax credits and there are incentives to bring a company here to work with us. Uh, you know, but bottom line, you know, we're we're people, people. We're going to help you succeed in any way that that we can. But we have the the great minds. We have the entrepreneurial spirit. We have the low cost of doing business. We have the low cost of living. And then as many of our CEOs will tell you, you know, you pull a meeting together, a CEO from, from you know, uh, we may have a Mercedes CEO and a, a CEO from Delta and a CEO from EPS, and they're all sitting around the table talking. They know each other. It's not a, they, we just pulled them together for this particular meeting. They know about each other's kids. They know, and they're taking in as a part of that family. Uh, whether it be in the life sciences or it be anything else. And our goal long term is for you to succeed and we're going to help you succeed. Um, and that's, you know, and good education system, good logistics, you know, low cost of doing business. Um, and, you know, and if the programs are not there on a college and university level mm. for your particular area, then we're going to work with you to get them there. Yeah, I think, I think I've been moved to Georgia. So let's back up. We things. can help you find a place. We can help you work with the community. We can help you work work to get it, you know, your product approved, all of mm. those kind of things. This would be my next question. What assistance does the Georgia Department of Economic Development offer to companies when they decide to move to Georgia? We can help you find a site location that'll work for you. Mm. Uh, you know, and as I just got the previous conversation we just had, we're, we're working with a project now, you know, and we are looking at sites all over the state of Georgia. There are 159 counties in the state of Georgia, and all of them want you to come. So we work with those communities. We, you know, there are sites that are different levels of ready. Most of those communities are going to come and welcome you with open arms. There may be some tax abatements. There may be some job tax credits. There may be some training dollars that we're going to, to go. Each project is looked at What's the need? What do you need to be able to succeed? And then let us work with you to figure out what that looks like. And then we'll help you get there. So each one is treated individually. Uh, and and no, you know, a, a good, a, a job is a job is a job. So it is, you know, I don't care if it's five jobs or it's 500 jobs or 5,000 jobs. We're going to treat you uh, all the same. You know, it, it, with what you need, how do we help you? Our legislators have been for decades behind business doing, being successful and the ability to be successful. And we have a AAA bond rating, uh, you know, and, and we're one of very few states who have that and have had it for decades. And what that means is we're fiscally responsible, you know. Uh, but we, we lowered taxes two years ago and have the right to lower them some more. Uh, with the legislature, you know, get it, if that gets voted in. But we are keeping business costs low. Uh, you know, we want you. Come grow with us. Jane, I love this conversation and I have one question left, but let me ask you one question before. Uh, is there anything that you would like talking about in this episode at the end that I forgot asking you? Oh, I don't... I don't think so. I mean, I could talk and brag about all of our companies and our people all day long. And this has been fun. Uh, I enjoy doing this. Um, I am I am a Georgian by choice. I was not born and raised mm -hmm. here. They're going to have to kick me out uh, to get me to leave because of the relationships that exist and the caring and the giving that the state has. 
I have raised my children here. Uh, I have grandbabies that are now coming along here. Uh, and so it, it's very exciting. And if anyone tells you that they know all about life sciences in the state of Georgia, here's one thing you know. They've lied to you because something's happening right now that we don't know about yet. Mm. And it's exciting. That's true. That's true. So let me ask you then my last question. Uh, let's assume that uh, after listening to this episode, uh, a European investor or a startup or an executive from a big pharma company wants to explore the possibilities in Georgia further. What is the best starting point that you recommend? Where should, whom should they call first? Okay, we have a website. Uh, it's www.georgia, Georgia spelled out, dot org, mm -hmm. and then do a backslash life sciences. Mm -hmm. That'll bring you straight to our life sciences page, and you'll see a picture of me at the bottom. And so just you can connect there. There's a direct phone number. You know, don't hesitate to call anytime uh, or reach out to us in that, in that way. Uh, you know, we, I, I'm anxious uh, to to work with anybody. Uh, I know that in all honesty, you know, life sciences companies are going to continue to get more personal. It's going to be more personalized medicine uh, as we grow and as the as the globe ages itself. Uh, the impact that it can make is phenomenal. And I'm grateful to be a small piece of it. Fantastic closing words. Jane, I love this conversation. I enjoyed uh, talking with you and listening to your stories. Thank you very much for your time and have a great day. Thanks. You have a great day as well. Super. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Did you like this episode? Then please subscribe to the podcast. Have a great day.